and welcome back to Up The Villa podcast. If you are new around here, make sure you subscribe to this channel. Smash a like on this episode. Let's go big. Let's go a thousand likes and comment your thoughts in the comment section down below. So a lot of you really, really enjoyed our episode with Kieran Maguire from The Price of Football talking about Aston Villa's finances. It was eye-opening to me, some of the things that he discussed on that episode, but it's absolutely so, so insightful and so important that Villa fans go and watch that episode. If you do want to see more types of content like that with special guests, etc., then you've got to do me a favour. It can only happen with your support. So if you can support me, make sure you are scanning the QR code of SofaScore. If you're watching on an iPad, computer or your TV, scan that code and you'll download SofaScore, the best app in football. If not, click the link in the description, download SofaScore. It's absolutely free and helps me out massively and means this channel can grow and we can get better guests on. So if you can help me, then you'll see a lot more types of content like Kieran Maguire coming on this channel. So go ahead, support the channel, support me and up the villa. So FA Cup action, really looking forward to it. Chelsea absolutely smashed Middlesbrough, which was a little bit alarming, but Middlesbrough were really, really poor. So on this episode, again, we've got some really good content coming your way. We have got AVFC Scout. He's done a scouting network on Chelsea, so stay tuned for that. I'm going to talk you through how Chelsea play, how they set up, what to watch out for, and then we are going to do the predicted lineup and get involved at home in the comments section down below. So let's kick it off then with this wonderful scouting network from AVFC Scout. So you can go ahead at home and follow AVFC Scout on Twitter or X. His threads are absolutely incredible. His graphics are tremendous. And he's working really, really hard producing top quality content for Villa fans to look at and get prepared for. His transfer stuff's really good as well, looking at new players coming in. And it's absolutely incredible. So we are just one big Villa content creation family. And we want to help each other out as much as we can. So go ahead and go and support AVFC Scouts. So what can we see from this graphic then? So Chelsea's home form is getting better. Five wins, three draws, three losses. Their away record is four wins at home, uh, four wins away from home, sorry. One draw and five defeats away. Uh, their current Premier League form is win, draw, loss, win, win, win. Um, goals per game at home, they are scoring 1.7 and conceding 1.3. Uh, their cup form is very good. They've just reached the final of the Carabao Cup with a 6-2 aggregate score over Middlesbrough. And they have beat Preston 4-0 in their third round game in the FA Cup. So how do they line up? They line up in a 4-2-3-1. Their key players are Cole Palmer, Conor Gallagher and Raheem Sterling. So possession and counter-pressing Chelsea are a high-possession team. will counter-press after losing possession. Key creative players are Cole Palmer having an absolute wonderful season, uh, having joined from Manchester City in the summer. Cole Palmer stands out as Chelsea's key player, leads the team in expected assists and shot-creating actions. He's the highest overall goal contribution for Chelsea and he's the Chelsea penalty taker. 
Their threat is in behind. Chelsea's wide players bring a significant amount of pace. Centre-back Levi Colwell is also a key distributor who will look to play balls over the top and behind. So their expected lineup looks something similar to this. Petrovic, Chilwell, Colwell, Silva and Diassi, Caicedo, and Fernandez, they both started the last game against Middlesbrough, but I expect some rotation in their team. So you can probably see Conor Gallagher coming in there as well. Maybe a, a manoeuvring of left back as well, whether Chilwell can get through another game. I'd suspect he might be rested for this. So Cole will might move to left back as well. We've got Mudrick, Palmer, Sterling, and Brozier up top. So their front line is very interchangeable, which I'm about to show you in a second. We've got Chelsea FC, more opposition analysis, possession. They're averaging 61% possession per game, 85.8% passing accuracy. This graphic from AVF Scouts, I absolutely love. Um, so here you can see the average touches per player uh, during a game as well. So Pet Petrovic, 378 Big link up between the left back and the left winger as well. So Chilwell, 66.7. Colwell, 68.9. He has moved from left back in this graphic as well. So he has been playing there as well. The Assey, you'd expect him to get less touches out at right back. He'll get more touches if he does play at centre back. He's on 89. Gallagher, 73.7. Caicedo, 72.7. Palmer, 64.7. Sterling, 46.8. Mudrick 44.6 and Brozier 33.4. Here you can see goal contributions as well. Cole Palmer heavily involved in everything good about Chelsea at the moment. He has got 11 goals, 7 assists. Sterling has got 7 goals, 8 assists. Jackson's got 8 goals and 2 assists. Fernandez 5 goals, 1 assist. Mudrick 4 goals, 2 assists. Gallagher 6 assists. And Madueke has got 4. So here we have an interesting graphic from AVFC Scout. Basically, what you'll see is Cole Palmer's goals at 99. So for goals, Palmer is in the 99th percentile for midfielders, essentially meaning he scored more goals than 99% of midfielders in the top five leagues. 91 for assists means he's got more assists than 91% of midfielders. So you can see his output from the top five leagues is absolutely outstanding. And he is actually one of the best players at the minute in the Premier League. He's creative. He's expressive. His finishing is pretty decent as well. He's got a nice touch on him. He's got a nice roaming presence on the pitch as well. I think he's a really good player and he's going to go to the highest, highest level. We've got more good numbers from Sterling. You can see progressive carries are very, very high. Interceptions are high when defending as well. Conor Gallagher, his defending is good. Recovery is really, really good. Gets around the pitch really, really well. So he's got 90. You can see his touches as well for ball retention is really high. Pass completion, um, passing accuracy is really good. So three players for Chelsea to definitely watch out for. So shout out AVF Scout. Absolutely lovely stuff from you, uh, creating some really, really top-end, top-end content. Right, so let's have a look at what Chelsea do. This is from Robinson now. This is from Luke Robinson. This is what I think. So 
Chelsea's general system is a 4-2-3-1, if that's how we want to look at it, as a formation base. But it doesn't really look like that during a game. Pochettino is a really good coach. He is a coach that's expressive, forward-thinking. Yes, they've struggled at times this season. They've got a very young squad and they're always going to struggle at times. But you can start to see now as they're getting better, more confidence is coming into the team, that they're slowly starting to get there. And I think Chelsea will get there. But it's going to take time. There are probably going to be days where they really struggle, days where they don't look really like good at all. But then you'll see days where it all comes together and they, they play well. And, and I like the look of their system. It's it's intuitive. I think he's really good. And you know me. I love football. I love tactics. I love looking at different systems. And I actually like the makeup of the Chelsea one, to be fair. so So what are they trying to do? So they're all about possession, just like Aston Villa. They're all about controlling the game. They're all about controlling territory. So with that will come a level of control. So what we see from Chelsea is similar to Aston Villa as well, the left back. The left back is very, very important to Chelsea. So we'll see here now how Cole Palmer takes up his starting position centrally. And we'll move to that right-hand side. So it's interesting to see how their wide players, you know, when we're looking at this, you could in essence say as well that this formation technically could look like a 4-3-3, but it's anything but an out-and-out 4-3-3. So what are they doing? So what happens with Chelsea, the two wide players actually invert. So Sterling inverts, Mudrick inverts. Chilwell offers more width through there. The back three comes across and offers that foundation and that structure and that linchpin for Caicedo to do all of the defensive work. And we see Cole Palmer taking up a wide right, right, wide right position. We see Enzo Fernandez getting quite high as well. So actively Caicedo, instead of being a double pivot, is in there on his own, is in there mopping up all of this area. That allows... Fernandez to have license to get forward as well. So don't be surprised to see Chelsea with six players across the front line with all shape and defensive structure around Colwell, Silver and Diassi. Yes, Fernandez will move into this area, but it's all about Chilwell getting forward. But what it also is about as well, it's about Levi Colwell's important role to Chelsea. Getting balls into this area, this area, this area. Balls over the top. At times, a criticism of Chelsea would be, that when I've watched them at times, that that front five, six, can become quite static at times. So they are camped in across the front line of a, a back four or a five. And there's sometimes a lack of movement. But what they do try to do, is get Cole Palmer on the ball so Cole Palmer can feed balls into Sterling and then Cole Palmer can make these runs into this area as well. So incisive balls 
ball slips, um, splitting through defences is something that Chelsea try and work on and get a lot of cutbacks, get joy from those areas. But it's all about with Chelsea getting more players forward and Chilwell moving into this area and Mudrick moving into that area as well. Sterling into this area, Palmer into this area, and it's all very interchangeable from Chelsea as well. Diassi can do the same. Diassi can get forward, but it, it's not as it's not as sort of fluid as when Chilwell goes forward. So there does need to be a level of control with how Chelsea are going to go about things and how Chelsea play. Sometimes you'll see Colwell on that left-hand side and just depending on whether Reese James is fit, etc., then you'll see the asset centre-back and, and vice versa, really. So that's a little bit of a makeup of how Chelsea are playing, how their system's looking. Cole Palmer is key. Balls over the top as well as something that they really look to exploit as well. So we saw that against... Chelsea when we were at Stamford Bridge as well, they were exploiting that ball. Those those sort of like light runs from Sterling across those in across those areas is something that we've really got to be careful of. We know that he sort of against Villa in the first game, he was really just sort of like waiting, 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 and then he'd go. So we've really got to be careful with balls over the top, as I imagine that that's something that Chelsea are going to look to exploit from Aston Villa. So if we have a little look now at uh, some of the still images so I can show you context on how they do play and back up what I'm explaining to you as well, really. So here we have now, we've got a graphic and it's about to show you the run that you're going to see with Mudrick going into that area. You can see Sterling trying to beat an off beat the back line and, and that ball's going to ping in over the top. But you can see Cole Palmer just off screen has taken up that wide right position. Both wingers have come in more central. We've got Brozier. We've got Fernandez, We have got um, Caicedo in that area as well. And then I think this is Chilwell. So this is Chilwell for the goal. So you can see how advanced Chilwell is and not operating in that space through there. We've got a defensive structure of a two there. But how can Villa exploit this? Is exploiting the left-hand side of Chilwell, winning this ball back, pressing well, and sending our right-wide midfielder up into that area through there. Again, here we've got another graphic. You can see how high Enzo is positioned as well. You can see that single pivot of Caicedo in there. We've got Chilwell, who is a little bit more defensive in this shape. But Chilwell's staying back, so Diassi goes forward. Diassi's gone forward. We've got Sterling that's coming inside. We've got Cole Palmer looking to retrieve the ball as well. And he also can go into that wide right area as well. And then the final graphic is about to show you as well how you can see that the wide left player of Mudrick has gone centrally into the middle of the park which is then going to allow Chilwell to occupy that space through there as well. At times, you'll see Enzo helping support Caicedo, a little bit more like a double pivot in there as well. So there's a lot of space to exploit if the press is correct. We know that with Aston Villa in the offside trap, that if we allow opposition free balls over the top, Aston Villa's offside trap will get exploited Time and time again. We saw that against Manchester United. The one way that we stop the offside trap being exploited 
is if we press correctly. We press the players that are getting on the ball, whether that's Caicedo, whether it's Gallagher, whether it's Enzo, press them, stop the balls going over the top, and our defensive line can stay nice and organised, nice and high. Getting the press right is important to stopping Chelsea just aimlessly knocking balls over the top. We have to make sure in this game, and they, they played a uh, box midfield. You can see Middlesbrough's box midfield in there as well. It's important that this area for Aston Villa is won. So hopefully you've gained a little bit of something from me showing you the images of how Chelsea play. AVFC Scout's done his brilliant work as well. But it's now time to predict the lineup. Right. Let's go. So let me just get this all set up now then. So let's predict the lineup for Aston Villa versus Chelsea. Bear with me. Two seconds. Right. Let's go for this right now. Right. Lineup time. Let's go. We're going strong. We're going the strongest we can go. We have to. We we want to win this game. So let's go for it. In goal, Emmy Martinez. Left back, we are going to go with Alex Moreno. I imagine Luca Dean isn't too far away from returning. Uh, we know he was sort of on the grass, as the old saying goes. So I imagine that he is going to be not too far around the corner. Uh, Moreno, um, Luke Dean, sorry. So next up at centre-back, we are going to go with... I'm not sure where Pau Torres is. Not on this graphic. Not sure where he is in general. So I'm going to go with Longley. I've been really happy with Longley. I think he has been a great loan signing. And hopefully he's going to stay in this window as well. So that's really, really important. Next up, we are going to go with Diego Carlos. I think he's going to be crucial to this game. Physicality, his height. And we know that he's, he's brilliant at working the offside trap as well. And the one that you're all looking at, who's going right back? It's going to go. It's going to be... Ezra Konza for me. So Konza is going to go at right back. I want his defensive structure in a back three. I think that's so important. We know that the Chelsea left-hand side with uh, Mudrik has got pace. So we know he's going to be attacking Konza. We've got to watch out on our right-hand side as well that Cole Palmer is going to be attacking Moreno and Longley. So those two have got to be switched on for the movement with Sterling as well. In midfield, we are going to go with Bubakar Kamara, Douglas Louise, literally picks itself. We are going to go with John McGinn on the right-hand side, on the preferred side for me, with John McGinn on that right-hand side. And we are going to have a start for Yuri Tillemans. I think that midfield, again, with Ramsey being out, is really, really important. And then we are going to go with, up top, it is going to be Leon Bailey out wide. And I'm going to start with the obvious, Ollie Watkins up top. Really, really important player for Aston Villa in this game. Loves a goal against Chelsea. So that's going to be my lineup for this game. 
Let me know your thoughts on my lineup. And I'm just now going to show you how I expect it to line up against, against Chelsea in this graphic. Right. So here we have both teams. So we've got Brozier, who is going to go into... Um, what is it doing? We've got Brozier, who's going to be occupying this area. We've got Cole Palmer. We've got Sterling. We've got Diassi, Silva. We've got Watkins, Tienemans, McGinn, Bailey out there, Consat, Carlos, Kamara. So we're looking like their lineup is going to look something similar to this, how they line up. So with that being said, where do I see Aston Villa being able to exploit Chelsea then? So the big area for me is that area, the middle of the park. I think it's it's so important to any match, but it's so important that if it's Caicedo in there, that we've got Tielemans who are going to be pressing. We've got McGinn. We've got to really make sure we're trying to stop and make it really difficult for Chilwell or the, the left-back who goes forward. So Bailey's going to have a role. But Bailey's also going to have a little bit of expressive freedom to be able to exploit at times. So whether it's Bailey or Diaby, that area for me is really, really important. I kind of feel okay with Conter up against Mudrick. I think he can manhandle him. I think he can, he can bully him in that area. This is... A slight concern this area for me because we know how these two can move and drift around. So that's got to be something that Villa have got to really be careful of. Um, so that area does worry me. Brozier, I'm kind of okay with. Oh, I think he's okay. Uh, but yeah, so this is just my thoughts on, on the lineup and how I expect it to set up some of the dangers. And yeah, I think that's the episode done, really. Hopefully, you've enjoyed it there's a lot of information packed in this episode i think i've done everything i think i've predicted the team i've shown you avfc scout i've showed you the still images yes we are done so hopefully you've enjoyed it if you've got this far make sure you're scanning the qr code on screen clicking the link in the description of sofa score download it for free helps me out the best app in football you'll get so much knowledge from it as well and just cheers for all the support. Um, you know, we've had quite a few new subscribers recently. Um, and you all seem to be really enjoying our content. And just keep liking, sharing, subscribing, commenting. Helps us out, you know, so, so much. So cheers, everybody. Up the villa.